You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. CFOs and controllers, there's a better way to manage cards, expenses, travel, and reimbursements. You need a unified spend platform from Brex that lets you control all your spend in one place, automate compliance, and close the books faster. Get started at Brex.com. Well, thanks for coming back to join me and Tiffany Coyne for the final five. This is a bonus episode to the conversation we had previously covering topics and five specific questions that we didn't address in the last episode. Today, Tiffany talks about her greatest inspiration, which is her father who passed away recently. After that, I'll be doing the final feature for Women's History Month, a look at female game show hosts on television. But up first, let's get started with the final five. All right, Tiffany, here we are at the final five. So number one, if you could have any other job outside of television, outside of Let's Make a Deal, what would that be? I think I would enjoy being a hairstylist. Oh, is that something you've ever done? Have you ever cut hair or done anything like that? No, but when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, uh, that was kind of what I I was like, oh, I think I'd enjoy that or being a masseuse. But then my mom was like, oh, what if you have to rub some like old (laughs) gross guy? And I was like, oh, that's true. Okay, maybe I'll be a hairstylist. <laughs> right, right. It's 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 one thing to just deal with, you know, the hair, one part of a person's body, but to have uh-huh. to deal with the whole thing. I know, right? You never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Number 2, what is a a bucket list role or a show that you would still love to do one day? So, I've always wanted to be able to like do mu- musical theater shows, but I can't sing, so <laughs> that's out so i would love i would love to you know be on a tour with like janet jackson or someone like that and just like dancing your butt off on stage every night i I think i'm past that point so i don't think it will ever happen but that would be like a dream you know well i mean you know you you never know who who knew (laughs) that let's make a deal would last 11 seasons so so any anything could come down the pike yeah yeah yeah, for sure uh number three who do you look up to as either a mentor or someone that inspires you well (laughs) i will say right now i'll say my dad (laughs) because he Mm -hmm. just passed away i don't know if you knew um Mm. but what i love about my dad and his life that he lived is that he he kind of lived his life like he didn't wait to do anything. He didn't have like, oh, I'll do this someday on my bucket list. My dad like lived his life to the fullest. Um, he was so active, like he skied and snowboarded and went boating and water skiing and hunted and rode motorcycles across the United States. And he just did everything that he loved that made him happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just look at that and I'm like, that's how I want to live my life. I. I want to do things that make me happy and be with my family and not wait to do things. Um, I want to, you know, I just want to live my life to the fullest from this point on, like always, yeah. and not, not wait. So, Did he ever take you on any of those journeys, bike rides or anything? Did you get to partake in some of that? 
Um, no, I didn't ever. <laughs> I was like too chicken to ride on the motorcycle with him. But <laughs> <laughs> him, and, him and my stepmom, they both rode Harleys and she had her own. And they, wow. um, yeah, they rode everywhere, which was so cool. But yeah, they, he, he was always the one growing up that, um, you know, put us in like ski lessons and took us skiing and took us boating and um, to like Lake Powell on the houseboat and mm -hmm. just, you know, things like that adventurous things like that which i loved and when i look at my childhood those were like really fun fun times so yeah it's always great to look back and have those highlights of times that you shared with family and got to spend together yeah, yeah. i love that yeah um number four what is a a lesson or a, a trait in yourself that took you a while to learn or one that you're still kind of working on to this day I have always been a very shy person <laughs> mm -hmm. and you know, now I'm on TV and <laughs> I have to speak and do all these things. So I guess what I learned is that I can do that and I can overcome, you know, fear and things that scare me um, and just to go for it because it's not, it's not that scary and it's not that bad and I can do it. You know what I mean? Mm hmm I don't know if that's answering your question <laughs> correctly. Oh, oh but, that totally does. But yeah, I never, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing now because that would seem horrifying to me <laughs> if you told me that, you know, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess I just learned that I, I can do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always so interesting to me whenever shy or naturally introverted people are performers and, and how mm -hmm. they kind of navigate that loving of performing yet that kind of fear inside themselves how, to, how mm -hmm. did you kind of merge the two or hold back that inner voice inside you well i think because i start you know i started out as a dancer so i think with dance like i didn't mind being up in front of however many people that didn't bother me um so dancing i mean of course i would get nervous but i could do that all day long but if i had to speak in front of people even if it was like two people i would get so nervous mm -hmm. um so you know and let's make a deal probably if you go back and you watch like season one you can see if i ever had to do anything that i was nervous um but so i think just practice you know just practice doing it um taking hosting classes taking the improv classes and just becoming more comfortable with it and being, like I said earlier, being okay if I mess up. Like, don't don't be so hard on yourself. And then realize that you're really not messing up. You're just, you said that, and then you move on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here we are. Last one. What is the best advice you have received? Well, what popped into my head, I'm sure I've received a lot of good advice, but my husband, Chris Coyne, he's so sweet and he's so supportive. And even still now, when I leave the house, he's, he always says, he's like, just say what you think. He's like, you can do no wrong. And, and it's true. And he, he always said it to me a lot. He's like, just say what you think. Like, it always ends up great and fun and funny, and it'll be okay. And so that him telling me that all the time, like, yeah, I can. I can just say what I want as far as, you know, performing and, you know, let's mm -hmm. make a deal. So that has always been good advice to remember from my sweet husband. <laughs> 
Yeah, Chris Coyne is not one to give just some advice. He gives the <laughs> advice. And yeah, that's that's a straight quote from Chris. <laughs> right? It, this isn't just some advice. Yeah, this the. is the advice. Yeah, he likes to say that. <laughs> That's so funny, Uh, you know that. (laughs) Well, thank you again for for joining me on the podcast. And it was wonderful. Oh, So I appreciate you sharing (laughs) yourself with the podcast. Oh, well, it was really fun. Thanks for having me. Just as Tiffany talked about being a shy person in life, it got me thinking there's actually many celebrities who talk about their their shyness and how they prefer to kind of be more introverted or alone rather than being in the spotlight when it comes to being out in the public. Emma Watson, Amy Schumer, even Lady Gaga have talked about their shyness in interviews. And it is that that leads me into my fourth and final feature here on Women's History Month, female game show hosts on television. And one of the most famous ones, of course, is Vanna White. Now, Vanna White and Tiffany actually share a lot in common. Uh, Not only has Vanna White talked about her shyness and how she's rather introverted when it comes to her own uh, personal life, but in much the same way, Just like Tiffany replaced the original female co-host, Vanna White was also a replacement. You see, Wheel of Fortune started in 1975 with Susan Stafford as the female host. Then in 1982, she had to leave unexpectedly, and so a search went out to replace her. And that's where they found Vanna White. This past year, Wheel of Fortune became the longest-running game show in television history. And... It may surprise you to know that Vanna White herself holds a Guinness World Record, and that is most claps on television. In 2013, she was awarded this world record for having clapped more than 3 million times, which averaged to around 600 claps per episode. So much like Vanna White, Tiffany Coyne also supports and encourages all of the contestants that come on Let's Make a Deal. Now, any talk of femcs or female MCs wouldn't be complete without the first female game show host on television. And that distinction belongs to Arlene Francis. Now, she began her career in radio in 1931 and worked consistently throughout the 30s and the 40s. And in 1943, she became the host of a radio matchmaking show called Blind Date. Now, at this time, television was on the rise, and so they wanted to move the show from the radio to television. And in a bold move at that time, Arlene Francis went along for the ride, and she became the first female game show host on television. And she continued in that role until 1952, when, of course, a male host took over. But she continued to appear in game shows like What's My Line?, Anne was actually cast as the first female MC in the popular television variety show, Your Show of Shows. But radio was her first love, and in 1961, she went back to the radio with the Arlene Francis Show. Around that same time, there was another woman who was appearing in many game shows, from To Tell the Truth, Password, and Pyramid, all the way from the 50s to the 80s, and she earned the nickname First Lady of Game Shows. And that distinction belongs to the one and only Betty White. 
One of my personal favorite appearances of hers is as a regular panelist on The Match Game. In fact, in one round, she took over for Gene Rayburn as the host, and he became a panelist. As her credits grew on television from The Mary Tyler Moore Show to her own Betty White Show, in 1983, she was tapped to host her own game show called Just Men. Now, although the title was Just Men, it was actually one woman who ever won the prizes on the show. You see, each episode had two female contestants competing against each other to win a car. Now, these contestants had to guess how the seven male celebrity guests would answer a yes or no question. And if correct, the female contestant would get a key, which could possibly start the engine of a car. Now, as the host of Just Men, White was the first woman to win the Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Game Show Host. But despite her success in hosting the show, Just Men fell victim to television's ratings and ended after 65 episodes. After Betty White's Emmy Award, it would take another 22 years before another woman would win that top honor. That woman was Meredith Vieira as host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? In the last 20 years, finding a female host on a game show has become commonplace. And game shows have certainly become the better because of it. So Tiffany Coyne joins a long line of women on television. And I'm sure her career has a very bright future ahead with Let's Make a Deal. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me this month. As I've had the privilege to talk with four amazing women in this business as well as some of the pioneers, both on stage and in television. Coming up in April, we have some more amazing guests and a special feature that I think you'll get a lot out of, especially with all that's going on in the world today. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and let's get together next week as we talk more about why I'll never make it. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.